El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. And then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, mind your own business. Joining me today, it's, I mean, it's just me and Jeff. Do I have to do this every time? I'm Adam Todd Brown. Jeff is Jeff. We do this. We do podcasts. Jeff does a bunch. I do a bunch. And then you listen to them. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Todd Brown and Jeff May. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Jeff, stop it. Stop having Christmas cheer. Stop. I mean, I feel like there are people who would appreciate that too, but how about- Stop being here for you, Adam. Is that what you want me to stop? To stop being here to spend time with you on the Unpopular Opinion Podcast Network? Well, you know, because we don't have guests and we're not live streaming, you know what you're doing. You're being being a little mockingjay again. I'm the the co-host, yeah. I talk and you move your mouth and meh, 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 meh. But you just yeah. did it again. I do move my mouth on the podcast, but that's because I sometimes talk on the podcast, which is a, like a, I'm not sure what you, am I supposed to like Jeff Dunham my way through the podcast? Yes, actually. That's that, my middle name. That, that would be ideal. So we're doing a local news roundup episode. We haven't done one of these in a while. Yeah. These are always, always fun. Check in with the rest of the country, see what's going on. What is going on rest of the world? This first story, let me tell you, coming from SF Gate. San Francisco news outlet. They're here to tell us about a man in Hawaii. Oh, San Francisco, the Hawaii of California. Mm, kind of. That's not true. Not even close. Yeah, no. Yeah. I would say, what, San Diego? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. So a man in Hawaii reported his wife missing after a possible shark encounter. And Jeff, let me tell you, I'm a little skeptical of this. So here's the thing. I kind of had a friend and his wife die this way. Really? Not by sharks, but during a snorkeling incident, they disappeared. Uh, They both disappeared. The theory that many people believe was that the wife had probably gotten stuck on something. Oh, yeah. uh, The guy tried to get her loose and they both drowned or something. Like they went missing. Nobody knows where they are. They still haven't found them. Shit. It's like snorkeling incidents. Obviously, snorkeling is like a fun, cute, touristy, relatively safe thing. But tragedies do happen. Oh, absolutely. So so carrying that information with me did color my, oh, my God, that's so awful. And then at the same time, though, my brain is just like, but husbands kill their wives. Yeah, it's his description of it is weird. He says they were snorkeling about 50 yards off the coast. And that he just saw some sharks swim by, and then his wife just went missing. And then he swam back to shore to report her missing. I mean, yeah, that's how it would happen, I guess. If Like, what else can you do? As far as, like, if somebody's like, how, how else would you describe sharks taking well, out your wife? My question, though, is we've had a lot of... And again, this is I'm not accusing this guy of anything. I don't even know the guy's name. That's not even in the article. Who knows if this even fucking happened? Ignore me and Jeff altogether during this, this guy's segment. name? Yeah. Jaws. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very fitting. But I've heard and read a lot of accounts of shark attacks recently, and they're never this. It's, no, they're it, not usually this and and it's hard what do you say in this situation cuz like if you're wrong about any implication you're just like hey guy with a dead wife we also think you killed her which yeah. is awful but then at the same time i've seen enough true crime stuff to be like yeah guy with a dead wife probably killed her yeah and there was a recent shark attack in this area it happened in september yeah, at a 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah. And what happened in that case is the person got attacked and they lost their left arm and a finger on their right hand. But they didn't just vanish. Like, it's like the sharks black bagged this woman and put her in a van and I mean, drove her to Quantico. If you're killed in the sea, it's a lot different than if you're killed in a lake. Like, people, they're not going to be dredging the sea. If, if but, she gets killed in any way, that body is just gone for eternity. 
I mean, it would wash ashore. It's not like the sharks put her feet in cement. Not necessarily. Shit doesn't always wash ashore. Yeah, you know, I like guess. I mean, we do say that a lot, and obviously tides are what they are, but like there's no guarantee that the parts of this woman, if she did get eaten, would wash ashore. Yeah. Maybe she was delicious. Yeah, that's the thing. Or mouthy. This is why you don't fuck around in the ocean, though. Just stop it. I do like the ocean, though. I don't. Like, even if you're frolicking in the shallow parts, a shark will get you. And it, it's one of those things where it's like, again, people are like, oh, you got as much chance of getting eaten by a shark as you do winning the lottery. Motherfucker, people win the lottery all the time. Every day. Yeah, that happens all the time. The craziest account of a shark attack that I recall from recent history, there were these two kids who were in like three feet of ocean water and a shark jumps out of the water and oh yeah bit one of the kids in half and fucking swam off with that half yeah that other kid he, he's gonna have a hard he's gonna have a hard uh decade or two after that yeah i, I feel like that kid's not gonna do a lot of swimming in yeah the future yeah that's like we should just give that kid a stipend every year to live yeah that yeah. could should get a million dollars a year <laughs> From sharks. From from the government of sharks. Atl the government of Atlantis needs to give this kid... Because here's the thing. I can't imagine being expected to be any functioning member. Homework? You want me to do homework? I saw my friend get bit in half. Life is short. <laughs> this kid... The this, end. That kid... Yeah, dude. That kid needs to fucking just get money every year from the government to live life to the fullest. That is... Probably that is, those parents, too. Anybody that witnessed that should at least get like a Disney World season pass or something. The shark is probably a little fucked up after yeah, doing that. I can't believe I did that. Yeah, that's, oh it's God. like eating ice cream really late at night. There's like this shame of it. Yeah, life comes at you fast. I can't believe I didn't put it in the notes for the episode today, but I also read a story recently from my hometown. In my hometown where at a Caterpillar plant, a guy had just gotten a job at Caterpillar, which is a farm equipment manufacturing company, among other things. Cat, you might know him as. And they did not have all the proper safety regulations in place at the area he was working. And his, I think, 11th day on the job, he fell into a 10-foot deep vat of molten iron and was incinerated, like, immediately, like you see in the movies. Yeah, like, he didn't even feel it. Yeah, you just fall in and poof. Like, imagine... Holy fuck. Imagine getting that call. Like, your husband yeah. finally has a goddamn job, because he had been unemployed for a long time, because in the employment situation in that part yeah. of the country isn't great. And God, he had two kids. Fucking... I have thought about that story every single day since I read it. When I used to work at the trucking terminal back in the day, back in college... I noticed my boss was kind of a moron and not in the sometimes morons fail up way, but my, I noticed that one of my bosses was just a particularly stupid and dumb man. And I couldn't figure out how he'd ever gotten into that position. And then it turned out that the reason he got into that position is because his supervisor, he used to work on the docks as a forklift guy. And one of his supervisors, they just decided like a forklift got stuck. And they decided not to follow like the official regulations. And they basically hooked a chain up from one forklift to the other and have it like, hey, throw it, throw it in reverse. I'll try to pull it. And they had a guy like jump on the chain. What the fuck? To like loosen it up. And this guy got fucking crushed. Oof. And like died. Like his whole body was crushed. And the two guys in the forklifts, because the company was at fault for not following the regulations. Those two dudes ended up, they couldn't be on the dock, obviously. Yeah, of course. Because they killed somebody. But they also couldn't get fired because it would be wrongful termination because it was the company that sort of like was like, yeah, just fucking do what you got to do. So they ended up both getting pushed to management positions as like a sorry we made you kill your friend. Jesus. Kind of position. And I, because I was like, why are so many fucking idiots in this office? And like it was this big thing where they're like, oh, you don't know? Like so and so fucking killed a guy on the 
Jeez. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, that is intense. That's why I was glad I was off the dock and in the office. <laughs> I bet. I was like, at least this moron won't kill me in here. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. This will be an interesting story to keep tabs on. I want to see if the the wife's body turns up because I'm just like, again, I'm not accusing this guy of anything. Again, I don't even know the guy's name. But Adam, the good news is that that body's never turning up. Yeah. That body's never turning up. Probably not. No, like it's never, ever turning up that you have a better chance of getting attacked by a shark that won the lottery (laughs) than having that body show up. And that's the thing. I feel like you just don't see that with shark attacks usually. Like usually there's some parts left. You you find some stuff. But Hmm. yeah, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Speaking of. We won't see. Yeah, we probably won't. (laughs) We won't see a goddamn thing. (laughs) We're never going to hear anything else about this. This guy is just going to be like, hey, guys, life hack. (laughs) Terrible wife. (laughs) Snorkeling. Yeah. More like Club Dead. I just just do think it'll be crazy if she does like wash ashore and they're like uh we're unsure how but that shark bludgeoned your wife to death with a baseball bat she's coming out of the water like it's dr no (laughs) bikini with a fucking blade on her hip (laughs) that would be rad carrying the shark's head yeah i did it (laughs) got him sometimes a non-apex predator just pulls in the heads of an apex predator yeah sometimes that happens case in point Let's talk about a very good kitty. I'm always open to that. A very good kitty named Burnt Toast. That's a damn good name. Is it? Is that? Do you think somebody naming the cat had a stroke? That could be. Yeah. I mean, he's and also a black like, cat, but Burnt Toast, and then passed out. And they're like, "Wow, his last wish was to name this cat Burnt Toast." I walked outside to check the mail last night after I got home, and the air smelled of burnt toast. And that whole walk from my door to the mailbox back, I was like, all right, if I still smell this when I get back inside, we got a problem. Yeah, you've got 9-1 pressed on the phone. <laughs> but no, just smelled like burnt toast outside. So burnt toast is a very good kitty, a rescue cat, lives in Wisconsin in Waukesha County near a lake. There are lots of lakes in the Midwest and in Wisconsin. And one day, kitty is frolicsing around outside and as cats do very proudly drags the carcass of something onto shore and in the direction of its owners like a fish cats it was do a fish that. yeah the owners assumed it was a fish a very big fish a walleye giant a good fish. old miss Con- a wisconsin walleye go go catch walleye down wisconsin here down here we're gonna make a walleye fricassee you want a wheel of cheese, Jeff? You want a wheel of cheese and gumbo? How about down we here? wheel some cheese down the lake and catch some walleye? Yeah. D- down here we have some crawdads <laughs> from Madison, Wisconsin. Get you some bratwurst. <laughs> so this cat drags something on shore, as cats do. I was cat sitting once, and a cat brought me a bird and just Aww. like flung it against the glass <laughs> patio door. And I was like, oh. Thank you, you. for thinking I can't eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly you for thinking I can't take care of myself. That's very nice of you, Kitty. But Burnt Toast, at first they thought, had dragged a fish ashore. But nope. Burnt Toast had very proudly dragged a whole goddamn alligator head. Oh, the gator. <laughs> One of them Wisconsin gators what we Burnt. make our boots out of. Classic Wisconsin Bayou gator. We gonna make some luggage out of him. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. There are no gators in Wisconsin. <laughs> It's riding a fan boat across the Wisconsin. <laughs> like, what would they do when it gets cold? Ah, oh, gators don't Then it like becomes cold. a sled, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You just use it to ride yeah. down hills of snow. That would so be so your, fun. What, that thing would flip over so fast if you had one of those. <laughs> I bet the gator would love it. Getting to Wind, just uh, slide chair. down a fucking hill full of snow. <laughs> no, I, I bet they are really into it. Let's figure it out. Let's. Remember when they, during COVID, all the zoos would bring the zoo people, they would bring all the zoo animals to the other zoo animals to meet them? Oh, yeah. Just throw throw the gator and the penguin ha- <laughs> habit. See what happens. Gator at the Dane County Zoo. Just sliding around, just eating penguins as it slides <laughs> down. Yeah, they aren't 100% sure how this gator got in this lake. They assume someone bought it as a pet and dumped it there. Does Wisconsin have rules? Because you can't have a hedgehog in California, and that is 
infuriating. <laughs> I'm sure Wisconsin has some rules against owning gators, but I don't know. Do they? Like, what's the exotic pet? Because exotic pet laws are crazy. Yeah. Like, there's some states where they're like, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. I don't believe this article mentioned it being illegal, did it? Who knows? Who knows? But Like, there are states that just permit everything, and I don't know. Wisconsin has no laws keeping you from owning exotic animals, it says in the article. What's crazy is the gator was dead, but they don't think it was dead when the owner dumped it. They're not sure, or maybe it was dead when the owner dumped it, but they're not sure how it died. What I am just it going- died of having a good time at the fricassee. <laughs> what I am going to imagine happened is that burnt toast killed it. I think so. Uh, hey, Adam. Yeah. Wisconsin state law summarized says that to import a wild animal into the state, a person must have an import permit and certificate of veterinary inspection. So rodents may not be imported unless the person receives authorization from the Department of Natural Resources. A license is required to breed, sell, purchase, and possess certain native wild animal species and any non-native, quote, harmful wild animals defined as cougars, members of the family Ursidae, wild swine, and feral swine. So it seems to me that alligator will be fine. Yeah, you can have gator. It ain't no feral swine. Put it on leash. Leash that gator up. Ain't no two to three hundred feral hogs coming after my children. <laughs> Not here in the bayou of Wisconsin. Jeff, question. Let's go back in time maybe seven to eight years. Who wins in a fight? Gator versus P-22. Oh, that's no contest. Uh, P-22. You think so? Yeah, yeah. Mount Mountain lions generally prey on, like, Animal like cats usually eat gators. That's like a isn't that like a common thing? Like jaguars eat gators all the time. I could see it because a gator is definitely not as agile as yeah. Cats are fast and strong. Like P twenty two, like a cougar. That is just like it's like if Tyson had Mayweather speed. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be like, I don't want to fuck with that animal. But and also, I've... they were carrying knives on their hand. <laughs> I've always heard if you're getting chased by a gator, you just like run in a zigzag and it's going to be like, hey, that's not fair. I can't move that way. And if you're getting chased by a gator, just kick its ass. I mean, they're fast. And the thing is, a, the what a gator is going to do if it tries to catch up to you is knock you over with its tail and then it's going to attack it's you. It's going to take you into the death roll. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to you don't want to fuck with no gator. Not in them Wisconsin lake waters. No, P-22 would have absolutely dominated a gator p20 by the way burnt toast took out a gator yeah i think burnt toast i think we can agree burnt toast decapitated that gator De more like decapitated with a little knife <laughs> yeah so let's talk about p22 this good boy arguably the most famous mountain lion in the world definitely the most famous in los angeles yeah he's sort of somebody did an excellent tweet about it where they were just like remember Eng hey england remember when you were sad about the queen when her health was failing this is us with p22 yeah yeah this is our this is our king p22 is royalty because here's the thing p22 he's lived in griffith park basically for more than a decade and what is very special about that is to get there he had to cross the 405 and the 101 which if those are pretty dominant highways those are the two major two of the three major arteries in los our arteries in los angeles if you've ever seen one of those famous videos that goes up on social media every year at Thanksgiving of people on the road to go home for the holidays in Los Angeles, and you see this just gridlock traffic for miles and miles, that's usually the 405 that's or the, the 101. Yeah. yeah. And P-22 had to cross that shit to get to Griffith Park. And he did that, and he survived, and he has been hitting his angles on trail cams and eating motherfuckers' chihuahuas ever since. That's been relative... The, the attacking domestic animals thing, it happens, but it, it hasn't been as prevalent. Right. But it's also important to know that this very good kitty is a thousand years old. Yeah, P-22 is 12 years old, which is ancient by mountain lion standards it's very yeah. old and the thing about him attacking chihuahuas jeff is correct i'm 
I'm putting a little hyperbole on it. That's actually a sign of him being in some distress. And he has attacked like leashed house pets recently because there's also videos out there of people walking their dogs and they like encounter P-22 and the dog and P-22 just like give each other the what's up and then keep moving. Yeah. But there's a video that recently came about where P-22, someone's walking a chihuahua and then that chihuahua is gone. Yeah. And in that case, it like snuck up on him. Yeah. Even the owners were like, yeah, I mean, we're in his place. Like, we're, like everybody understands like, hey, man, you're walking your chihuahua in P-22's backyard. Yeah. This is his place. You're in P- um, P-22 town. So, yeah. But the people of L.A., especially the people I see on my feed, are furious that he was captured. And they're like, they better not put him down. And yeah. it's like, he's so old. Like, and, and he's going, If it looks like he's in distress and, and possibly on the form of dementia that might come about from being this old. Yeah. For one thing, they the state got like an anonymous tip that P-22 had been hit by a car. And they acted on that because... They know what mountain lion is P-22 because he's tagged, and they put yeah. a collar on him that has a GPS tracker. Some would say a, a collar that's too big. Yeah, maybe. That, that collar, that co- if you've seen that collar, he looks like like a St. Bernard in a, in a cartoon about <laughs> ski resorts with the big barrel. Yeah. It looks like he's got a big barrel there, and it's like, I don't know, he probably hates this. They just have, have like a, a whole... GP- Garmin GPS dangling yes, from his Yes, neck. I'm like, if I have a GPS microchipped into my phone, I feel like we can give this dude some neck room. <laughs> After they got that report, they went out and found him in a backyard, and he was injured and emaciated, and they had to tranquilize him to get him out of there. And now he's going to go to a sanctuary, ideally, or be put down. And on top of what you said about him being just old and that may be having to be the case you know that's that what that's what happens to pets when they get old you put them down the other thing about p22 i heard this explained on local news the other day is mountain lions are territorial and you can't just take p22 and drop him where the other mountain lions live that's not going to end in the disney movie fashion you're picturing you're just going to feed another mountain lion yeah you're gonna get p22 murdered by a younger and stronger mountain lion that's all that's gonna happen he's gonna lose his championship belt (laughs) to pass on to the new generation now this is one of those things too where like yeah people are getting real like oh my if they kill him we riot and it's like he's lived longer than any other mountain lion like (laughs) Yeah. Like, what do you want to have happen? This would be like, and he's, people seem to forget, he's a mountain lion that's attacking stuff now. Like, that's like buying a gun and they're like, in 10 years, it's going to just start firing randomly. You still want it? And all these people will be like, yeah, absolutely, I want it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where people are just like reading the headline and making their snap judgments and not really reading into the story. Like, it's not like P-22 was captured by the L.A. City Council or something. He's not. He wasn't detained by the L.A. Sheriff's Department. These are people who care about animals who went out and got him because they care about his well-being and his quality of life. And yeah. if they people determine he needs to be put down, it's because he's not living the quality of life yeah. he deserves. People are treating this like a like an encampment uh, sweep. <laughs> yeah. How could you do this to our unhoused neighbor? And it's like, it's a cat that's going to start attacking people. Yeah. It's going to eat one of you someday. Yeah. And that would be funny. But I mean, yeah. All right. Let's switch gears a little bit. Speaking of places where you're about to get attacked by a ferocious something <laughs> at any time. Yeah. New Mexico. There was a heist in New Mexico that is just the latest in a troubling string of beef jerky related crimes. Adam, I feel like you're blowing up our spot right now. Why is that? Because we are planning a jerky heist. Oh, well, sure. But you're calling attention to it. But we like we said it's happening. So it's not a crime then. And it's just. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's just an adventure. There are several layers to this story. First. There's the part where Dee Dee's finest beef jerky in Española, New Mexico, ever been? I've lived there. Yeah. Great place. Great place. Shout out to Dee Dee. It is an institution, probably. And it was robbed twice in 
two days. And the way the, the crime happened, first burglars broke in after the store closed at like 10 o'clock at night and just Well, stole that's your problem right there. Closing. You need, you need a 24-hour finest yeah. beef jerky joint if you're going to have any semblance of success along with safety. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Should be treated like a dispensary. There should be an armed guard that clearly <laughs> got kicked off of his college football team. Yeah. So the burglars broke in 10 p.m. on a Saturday night during the first week of December, steal a bunch of beef jerky, and because there are apparently no crimes or burglar alarms or police happening in Española, New Mexico, usually. I mean, it's New Mexico. <laughs> what? Why would you follow the law? Yeah, that's a good point. In New Mexico. So they break in at 10 o'clock at night and then come back at 4 o'clock in the morning and steal more beef jerky, which... I have to wonder, was that the same team of robbers or did it was just a comedy of errors? Because, well, it could be that someone broke in at 10 o'clock at night and then someone else was in the area at 4 a.m. and was like, hey, is the front of that window just shattered and open? We could probably just go in there and get some beef jerky. It is New Mexico. Yeah. So there could it could be just there was a line of people to <laughs> rob that place. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And they had to have not had. An alarm because you would, they were a beef jerky shop, I guess. Yeah, but and still. They were like, nobody's going to rob this place. Why would they do that? <laughs> oh, but they did. They took. Oh, didn't they? Just bags and bags of beef jerky. $3,000 worth. That's a lot. Here's what I'm going to say, though. They've probably already made that back in a GoFundMe, right? I would sure hope so. I'm, I'm going to guess that this is one of those things where you're like, did you guys rob the place? Because they're like, oh, my God, we lost $3,000 of our inventory. And then somebody's like, let's fix this. And they're like, we made $95,000 on a GoFundMe. Yeah, or if nothing else, they should have insurance, I would think, that would. Oh, New Mexico, you can't get insurance. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's one of they're the. They're like, where? Yeah, yeah. People miss that all the time when you see an insurance commercial. Read that fine print. Always <laughs> says New Mexico excluded at the bottom. It's weird. Yeah. yeah, that's called fool's safety. If you're trying to, it's a fool's bet getting insurance, uh, insuring somebody in New Mexico. Nothing can be insured in New Mexico, yeah. except yeah, that there's like, a goddamn hot air balloon in the sky somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. If you insure something, it, it, it's like betting against the house in Vegas. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you want to do that. Yeah. You're just poking the bear. Also, though, this article points out that beef jerky has become a highly prized item among criminals. Before we get to the example, should we speculate on why that is? I bet it has to do with shelf life and how expensive beef jerky is. Because I'm fresh off of buying a few bags of beef jerky that were like 40 or $50 each. Beef jerky is a lightweight, high price item that you can have if you're doomsday prepping it's very good for that and these are areas like if you look at where it is it's going to be like new mexico kentucky it's all places where they're like we need this for our gun pit <laughs> yeah so to if run you buy too much beef jerky you're probably put on a government list i could they're probably see that. like geez that's some that's some fucking clayton bundy shit or whoever yeah it was probably Why added to my government file when i bought three pounds of beef jerky recently yeah so yeah, you can't have you can't host a, a conspiracy podcast and buy that much beef jerky <laughs> at the same time so in march 2021 two thieves led police on a chase through louisa kentucky after stealing what was described as quote a large quantity of beef jerky from a local walmart which makes it a victimless crime because I feel like calling it a large quantity of beef jerky, but you stole it from Walmart. It's like, how much? What? How? Yeah. Did, did you, you just put it all in a cart and sprint out the door? Yeah. Did, did you do what my my friend's dad used to do and go to the garden center and throw a duffel bag over the fence, go around the corner, grab it, put it in the duffel bag, and then just throw the duffel bag back over in the garden center and then go outside, grab your duffel bag and leave? That's very smart. Those Disney tapes is that we used to do that with. So speaking of crimes... In December 2021, Amarillo Crime Stoppers asked for help identifying two people who allegedly, quote, committed several beef jerky thefts at convenience stores in Texas. It makes it sound like it's like a crime ring when it seems like it's just people grabbing beef jerky, grabbing something cheap and tasty. I hope they're getting like Crave. Crave is a good jerky. Yeah, I just, you know me, I, I need my beef jerky to be like smoky like leather. leather. Yeah. 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 You like a Texas style beef jerky. I want to fight. I want to fight that beef jerky. 
Yeah, that that stuff you got me is delicious, and I feel like I lost a fight when I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah, you want to have... My jaw hurts so bad afterwards. You're going to hate yourself if you eat it and don't have the means of flossing or picking your teeth after. It's going to be a bad couple hours till you can get to a flossing station. I had a piece of something in my tooth, and I didn't realize it until after I was driving. And I found uh, I had one flosser left, and it was like the end of the fifth element when he finds the match. I was like, oh, fuck. Thank Christ. Hey, you mentioned a crime ring. One more beef-related crime. This isn't exactly beef jerky, but in October, five law enforcement agencies in Nebraska joined forces to identify and arrest three men who were allegedly responsible for stealing $9 million worth of frozen meat across six states. What are you going to do with that much meat? Where do you sell it? The flea market? I bet it's restaurant owners who Probably, yeah. have connections. If they stole $9 million worth of meat, I'm assuming it wasn't all at once. Like this isn't like the town. Giant. They're not like robbing Fenway for Fenway all their fuck, of... all their fucking sausages. But man, that would be that would be a good heist. Yeah, I'd eat if some they got of them. nine million dollars worth of Fenway meat, though, that would mean they just got like forty things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just went to a regular concession stand trip at any sporting event. Yeah, I imagine they were doing it for a long time and probably had like a network of restaurants that they would sell to yeah. for cheap. Your local Texas Roadhouse getting yeah. that getting that frozen beef heat. Fucking tastes like it. If you've ever been to a Texas Roadhouse, not my favorite. Not a no, fan. You like the Outback though. They've changed. They got hit hard by COVID. I can tell. Their ingredients changed really fucking hard, and Outback's not what it used to be. Some would say they never were what they used to be, <laughs> which was average. <laughs> yeah, I'm like every time. I remember when you were out here and you were like, "What about Outback?" And I was like, "I guess if you want to go to Outback, we can go to Outback." Remember when we went to that? What was the other shitty place we went to? Black Angus. I mean, oh, Black, Black Angus. Black Angus. <laughs> Where everyone was just like, are you guys okay? Yeah, I had never been, and now I know why. It, yeah, I, I was like, this is a pretty neat. Oh, no, no, it's not. Yeah, it, and I got steak, and it sucked. <laughs> like, you can't yeah. call yourself Black Angus and still have a shitty steak. Imagine going to a place like Black Angus and getting, like, the fucking fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> yes. Just the embarrassment. Might be better. Yeah, yeah, that being said. Hey, let's talk about a bunch of fucking nerds, Jeff. Hell yeah, <laughs> fucking nerds. What are we making fun of, veterans? Bunch of fucking nerds. Oh, the VA Medical Center in Minneapolis has a really unique group therapy program for American veterans. Allison Battles and Thomas Quinlan, both VA psychologists, created a group therapy program for treating depression and PTSD that is centered around Dungeons and Dragons. Weird. Sure. Why not? Like tabletop role playing is a great experience, and I'm sure this will be a great thing for them to do. It's called Roll for Recovery. Okay. All right. Let's calm down with the cute <laughs> names, though. <laughs> Part of the appeal is that games like Dungeons and Dragons encourage teamwork as opposed Boo. to games that make players compete against each other. Yay. If a game doesn't have a loser, I'm not interested. Yeah. Yeah. Are you. Big Dungeons and Dragons guy? Y you know, I'm not. I When the decisions were made when I was younger, because I didn't have enough money to invest in all these different things, you chose either role-playing games, like Dungeons and Dragons, Shadowrun, things like that, or you went with card games, your Magic the Gatherings, your Pokemons, your Star Wars, etc. Yeah. Um, I was a card game guy. I liked the collectability of it, which Dungeons and Dragons didn't really have. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I spent all of my time uh, with CCGs, primarily Magic the Gathering and Star Wars. For me, I'm old enough. I'm a, you know, a little older than you. And I was old enough to be there when Dungeons and Dragons like really became a nationwide eat, thing, yeah. like in the early 80s. But also young enough that even if I wanted to play with my cousins and shit, I wouldn't have been good at it. But yeah, you would have been like seven. I was fascinated just by all the imagery on the books and like getting graph yeah. paper and drawing your own fucking maps and shit in the dice with like 20 sides. I thought all that was really cool. I just didn't play it. And also Dungeons and Dragons and Atari kind of emerged 
around the same time and I was an Atari kid. So, yeah, you know, it's funny, too, because obviously, like what they did with this was Gary Gygax being a big fantasy guy and and sort of growing off that. And you can see like influences from Tolkien and stuff like that. But it ended up because it was obviously it had a, a cartoon that was out and it was very divisive. I wasn't allowed to watch that cartoon as a kid because my mom bought into the satanic panic. Oh, yeah. Because my mom, she wasn't, you know, she was young. and I mean, a lot of people bought into it. Yeah, but I wasn't allowed to watch Dungeons and Dragons. I And that further sort of made it so that it's not that I really cared and that's why I didn't get into it, but it is also a little bonus part of it. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up too because they mention in this article, and we'll link to it. It's a very long and detailed and interesting article that we don't have time to get into all the technical details of, but they mention that science has actually been exploring the therapeutic benefits of Dungeons and Dragons since the 80s. And the thing that kind of kneecapped that research was the satanic panic and people, you know, buying into that at the same time science was like, no, this thing might help people. Yeah. And then unsolved mysteries would be like, were these people killed because of Dungeons and Dragons? And it's like... Maybe a bad person played Dungeons and Dragons, but that's... Well, there was that murder that happened, I think, at the University of Michigan, where a kid killed someone in these, like, tunnels that run under the school or something. And he also happened to play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, people correlate without finding causation. It's it's really what screwed over the comics industry in the 50s, when they were like, you know, criminals were reading comics as kids. So comics is what did it to them. It's like everybody was reading comics. <laughs> yeah. as kids. That's that's you're correlating something without actually finding the causation. And that was uh, also something like that. Unhinged people are going to have hobbies, too. Yeah. Yeah. Except you. Correct. This is my hobby. I actually don't get paid for this, which is nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. 11 of the 18 veterans that formed the first group completed the game, and those who stuck with it participated almost all the time, which is a way higher attendance rate than you get in normal group therapy situations. And they were like, seven of those veterans were cool. (laughs) Yeah. It is interesting. Smoking cigarettes and playing football. (laughs) It is interesting reading the quotes from these veterans and like them cuz what they're doing is they're basically projecting the things they want to say to their therapist onto their characters and if they you know try to overcome an obstacle in the course of the game and they fuck it up they don't feel bad about themselves they it's just the character like they were just trying something out and it didn't work and they do fuck it up yeah they fuck it up all the time they're That'd be funny he's like i'm going to Roll the dice to see if my wife slept with my neighbor while I was gone. (laughs) That's a one. (laughs) Crit failure. Crit failure. She fucked the entire neighborhood. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll link to the article. Read more about it. It's very interesting. Also interesting. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp bans TikTok from state computers. This doesn't sound like the worst idea, to be 100% honest. Nope. Doesn't sound like a bad idea at all. Brian Kemp, not a good person. This decision, not the worst. Yeah, this is actually story one of two that is kind of that. These are, we're going to talk about two people that I vehemently disagree with who have both done things that I think is probably not the worst in this situation. Brian Kemp, he issued a memo recently that notified executive branch employees that the social media app TikTok is now banned from state-owned systems and devices, including employee-issued laptops and cell phones. I'm going to assume this is a security measure, but it would be way funnier if he did it just to get people to stop trying to do dances at the state house all the time. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, we got to get shit done, man. We can't have you guys doing all these fucking dances across the fucking hall. Yeah. Issues a pie chart of what people are doing at the state house, and it's like 66% TikTok dances. They take time. You got, I mean, they take time yeah, to you craft. Gotta, you, just, you don't just, you don't just break it. into a dance. You have to actually choreograph that dance. Yeah. Yeah. You have to get one of those posters that has where you put your feet. Even funnier, it would be if he just couldn't get the steps right in a dance. And so he's like, <laughs> fuck this. No TikTok. No TikTok. That's why I banned Guitar Hero from my household. So it cited government cybersecurity concerns as the reasoning. Correct. 
quote, the state of Georgia has a responsibility to prevent any attempt to access and infiltrate its secure data and sensitive information by foreign adversaries such as the CCP. I would retort, though, with what's China doing going for Georgia? Yeah, well, I think what they're most worried about is misinformation. Find the recipe to I peach cobbler. <laughs> I think they're worried about misinformation because as much flack as the youngs give Twitter and Facebook for spreading misinformation, it's the worst on TikTok. Yeah. Like TikTok is unhinged in that way. And it's like it ranges anywhere from, you know, election misinformation to misinformation that'll get people killed to just like casual, meaningless misinformation. Remember, we had Kim Crawl on at one point and she told us the story about a woman in India who I don't even remember what happened. She like said something crawled inside her and died. And we were like, where did you hear that? TikTok. It's like, yeah, well, then that are, didn't happen. It's it's just the old it's the it's the new version of the old Internet. It's the yeah. eight spiders crawl in your mouth a night yeah. or a, a, a year or whatever. And it's like, no, that's literally created to prove why misinformation spreads fast. Yeah. So this order also bans the use of apps like WeChat and Telegram. But and this is happening all over the place. Last week, the U.S. Senate voted unanimously on a bill that would ban the use of TikTok on all federal agency devices. And FBI Director Christopher Wray said the app poses, quote, national security concerns. Yes, it is owned by the Chinese. It is. Yeah, it's owned by, you know, our biggest technical rival in the world. And it has been used to spread election misinformation. And it's not inconceivable that China could have seen what happened with the 2016 election and how heavily that was influenced by Facebook and been like, oh, shit, all we got to do to influence American politics is set up our own social media platform and just promote the shit out of it. And when an election comes around, we can influence things toward the candidates we want. Like it is a legitimate concern. Big lottery win for them to come up with a because how many apps get developed that don't stick, you know? Yeah. Good well, for I, China for really making it work. I mean, they put there was some money behind TikTok for sure. Yeah. And it I've never trusted TikTok. Like it no. seems like in the process of building deep fakes, it seems like the next logical step. Like Twitter is where you get a person's personality. Facebook is where you get their public information. Instagram is where you get pictures. And now TikTok is where you're going to get what it looks like when they move. And that is kind of all you need to feed into an AI program to produce some very, very convincing fake videos of you. And it's a recipe for that future we are all concerned about where we'll we'll never really know if. This is the plot of Judge Dredd. Yeah. Like, we'll never really know if information is real or fake. And, and the ending of um, uh, The Running Man. So Of course. This, we know how The Running Man ended. This is important stuff. This is Running Man shit right here. You want to avoid The Running Man? Stop using TikTok. Yeah. You're going to start running yourself if you don't, you, if you don't avoid The Running Man. And I could have gotten that out better. I am suspicious of the follower counts on TikTok. And not... In that, like, people who I know who have gotten huge followings on TikTok aren't talented or don't deserve it. What makes me suspicious is that, like, I only know a couple of people who have, like, gotten hundreds of thousands of followers on TikTok, or in one case, over a million followers. The person who has over a million followers also hosts a podcast. No one listens to that podcast. That million followers on TikTok absolutely does not translate to them getting podcast listens. And I know because I asked. So in that case, do they even have that fucking following? Is the podcast good? I mean, it's a true crime podcast. Fair enough. Yeah. And it like it would it's it's not my favorite because it's one of those true crime conspiracy podcasts that just tells you the conspiracy and doesn't give any context. They're just like, decide for yourself. And it's like, nope, you're supposed to decide for the people listening and tell them, especially if it's some fake bullshit. 
so yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's good, but it's not my podcast, it's, so it's 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 not sort great. of like how people just skip out on the plugs of episodes too. Like yeah. a following one place does not guarantee success in what your actual career is. When you look at look at like when you're you know when your what your responses are to a joke that you make versus hey this project i've worked on is finally being released and if you if you just listen to it or give me a review i can eat and people are like no yeah i'm not going to do that so that 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 is another part of that where just the abject idea of a following does not equal support right and that to me kind of makes tiktok not worth it like it it almost makes i i feel like i feel like there's something to those follower counts being as high as yep. they are and not translating into something else hey adam yeah you're worth it oh don't be that way jeff how was uh that must be although i bet tiktok would have been a good way to survive like like i get we're in a like a pretty interesting place you know, like, like we're in a place where we're like, I don't feel like we need this. But if you were in like South Dakota, TikTok probably helps you pass some time, right? I yeah, I could imagine. And uh, speaking of South Dakota, that's another place where TikTok has been banned on state computers. And in this case, it was South Dakota governor and unfortunate smoke show, Christy Nome. It's painfully hot. Oof. I hate it. Yeah. And she but is. She's a. I lived in South Dakota when she started her ascent, and she has glown up since yeah. it started. It's the Lauren Boebert thing where you're like, ah, oh, man, I want to fuck the worst person I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That is unfortunate. But she also took her stance against China a step further. And again, I think she's a walking piece of shit. But I don't know that she's wrong in what she's trying to do in this one regard in South Dakota, which is she recently announced that she and a few other legislators will push to restrict foreign purchases of agricultural land in South Dakota. Yeah, that's that's one of those things where you're like, yeah, yeah, this is a, probably a good idea, right? Well, you also hear about foreign interests, not just China, Russia also, like buying up a shit ton of houses in the United States. And I know it feels like xenophobia a little bit to be like, we should put a stop to that. But also, if you really want to get a control on housing prices and things of the like, we probably do need to get a yeah, little bit of control is over that. This is the problem with conservative viewpoints, which is, okay, what do you support? Jingoistic patriotism or free market capitalism? Because you can't be a jingoist American and be like, America, you know, like America should own all its own property and then be like, the free market guides all. Because yep, China, like them buying all this land, that's the free market. That's that free market that they just bust a nut over all the time. And yet, so they want to limit the free market when it gets in the way of that, which is the entire problem of free market capitalism. Yeah. Which yeah. is you're like bad people can do whatever they want if the market is free. Right. And they did the same thing with Huawei a few years ago. Huawei is, I think, your the favorite phone. I love that phone that I had so much. I think they're still the second largest smartphone manufacturer in the world. Like everywhere else, no one's that sketched out by Huawei. But what was happening in the United States is China was so far ahead in 5G technology that Huawei was coming in to U.S. markets and being like, hey, sorry, Verizon's not doing what you need them to do. We'll build your 5G infrastructure and we'll build it for really cheap. Yeah. And the United States government eventually stepped in and was like, no, that they're, they're, they're spying on us. And it's like, are they spying on us or do you just not want them to get that jump on building 5G infrastructure in the United States. Yeah, that's the the whole spying on the thing is interesting when we think about how much stuff that we get from China and you're just like they could put a something in the TV. Yeah, that's the thing. When it comes to China and espionage, we don't have any control over the supply chain and the actual building of those phones. So they could just slip something into the hardware itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's silly. Like, it's genuinely silly that yeah. they're like, 
that they believe that this would be the thing that would prevent China from spying. I mean, but also, you know, we spy too. So, But it also speaks to that criticism of the free market in that, again, like you said, if the market is free, China should be able to come in and build 5G infrastructure. And these areas, a lot of them were rural areas that bought this infrastructure because it was so much cheaper. Now they're like, so do we have to like pull it all out and put like newer, more expensive stuff in? And the government was just like, eh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Who knows? And like, is that- We sure would like to know. Like, is that Republicans looking out for the free market? Not really. Yeah. And by the way, I'm not saying that this is a right or wrong thing. I'm saying straddling the line of that sort of blind patriotism mixed with blind capitalism is impossible in this situation. And Christy Noem, your fine ass is accidentally doing something correct. Yeah, I'm especially when it comes to agricultural land. I don't know if I'm super opposed to putting all sorts of regulations on who can purchase that. Let's take it a step further and not let corporations buy it either. Like good luck with that. Yeah, exactly. Like, but also she is right in that that is kind of crucial to our food supply in this country. And you are going to want some limits on an adversarial nation owning a whole bunch of your food supply. I wonder if it's just like, well, hey, we either sell it to them or they wore it out of us later. Yeah. And I'm sure there are criticisms of this idea that go beyond, uh, well, that's not how the free market works or this is xenophobia. And I would love to hear those. I didn't really find any. When I was yeah. reading the, about this, some of the quotes, I believe they really they really are like, we don't want nations that hate us to buy this stuff. And it's like, you shouldn't let anybody buy this stuff. Yeah. Like, like, why would it be OK for Britain to buy this farmland? And yeah. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. And but see, they're very specifically like like communist China. Right. Is that how they talk? Like communist China. Communist China. Keep my South China going by my farm land down here. Welcome to South Dakota. Welcome to South Dakota. Our neighbor to to North North Dakota. Get yourself a nice pair of gator skin boots. (laughs) Classic South Dakota. There are lots of gators in South Dakota. Everyone knows that. Yeah, they're all over um, Mount Rushmore. So, yeah, I don't know. This Christy Nome is still a huge piece of shit. I don't want her to be Trump's VP, Also, although she is probably a less scary option than Carrie Lake or Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, right. Actually, now that I think about it, I wouldn't be surprised if Christy Nome ends up as Ron DeSantis's VP pick. <laughs> the, the, the slightly less unhinged ticket, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I wrote a column about Trump and Carrie Lake possibly running as an independent ticket because there's no way Trump's getting... I think we have reached the point in history where there's no way Trump gets the Republican nomination. Like, yeah. they'd be out of their fucking mind to not nominate Ron DeSantis. And I, I really hope he runs on an independent ticket. I really uh, think it's the only way you can beat DeSantis. But I don't want him to re. To, to, I don't know if I want him to beat Ron. De, like, there's no. Here's the thing. What I was getting at. That's the whole problem. Republicans will push Ron DeSantis as a moderate solely because he doesn't dispute the results of the 2020 election. Other than that, he's exactly like Trump, except he's a better politician. So that's the thing. Trump will run as an independent and they'll be like, well, you don't want that. You want this more moderate thing. And Ron DeSantis is in no way, shape or form more moderate. No, but that will hopefully that will siphon enough. It's hopefully it's a Nader effect where it siphons enough of the votes away from the Republican Party because the Democratic Party, I, I think if DeSantis runs, I don't think the Democratic Party can win. I don't either. And I think if Trump runs and is in, as an independent and doesn't win, there will be another Capitol riot. And I'll I be will add though, interested that- to see how it goes with Joe Biden in office. Yeah. I will vote blue no matter how. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm not voting for Ron DeSantis and I'm not voting for Donald Trump. I can I can make that prediction confidently about 2024. Yeah. Democrats, we're not the other guy. That's <laughs> yeah. like their big that's been their big push for the past 22 years. Oh, speaking of Democrats, let's Close things out by talking about the L.A. City Council like we always do about this time. Ha ha ha. Yeah. 
The L.A. City Council, I think, has come up on every local news roundup episode we've done for like the past three or four months. Well, I don't know if you guys remember. <laughs> Something happened three or four months ago. Oh, man. Where the L.A. City Council just went on this recorded tirade of racist and like vaguely homophobic shit. Yeah, it was all directed towards a city councilman named Mike Bonin, who was one of the only people, I don't know if this is exactly what it was tied to, but a few months back, there the city council pushed this idea that would ban homeless encampments within like 500 yards of schools and playgrounds. So basically being, being homeless makes you on that same level as like drug dealers and pedophiles in the group of people we don't want around kids. And Mike Bonin was one of the very few people on the city council who actually pushed back and was like, one, this is just criminalizing homelessness. And two, you're just going to push people to other parts of the city and eventually those parts of the city will figure yeah, out this, ways this is to not push a solution. Them. Yeah, he's like, eventually we're going to push people into the ocean or something, which will happen eventually. And not long after that, this tape surfaces of Kevin DeLeon and a few other city council members. One of them, I think, was the president of the city council yeah. at yeah. the time. She's, she's, she's gone, right? Yeah, she quit almost immediately. And just they're talking about Mike Bonin. He and his partner, I believe husband, adopted a child and child is black. And the things they said about that kid, especially, like, it's not just that they were being racist. They were being racist towards a child. Yeah, they sure were. Like, Mike Bonin and his partner are, you know, they're gay, yeah. but they're also white. So yeah. they weren't and being racist against him. They were being racist against a fucking child. And it was Kevin DeLeon and Nuri Martinez. Yes. Was the one that really went on the, uh, and the thing is, Kevin DeLeon, he obviously has aspirations that go beyond the L.A. City Council. And here's what pisses me off. I'm pretty sure I've voted for this motherfucker at one point because he yeah. is. Oh, they're, they're, they're all Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely a Democrat, but he's also been pushing himself as like a little more progressive of a Democrat than most. So there was a point a few years ago where I'm, I think I voted for him for mayor, but I mean, he's probably yeah. running against Gil Garcetti. So why the fuck I mean, wouldn't I? Yeah. A lot of it was Nuri Martinez. Mur Nuri Martinez did a lot of the heavy lifting in that recording from what I recall yeah. where it's, and it's a lot of people just not speaking out against what she was saying that a lot of people were like, you're just going to let her talk like this. Yeah. Which is a valid concern. Of absolutely valid. Valid, valid yes. criticism. And so Kevin DeLeon is kind of the, I think he's still the only one who has refused he's, to resign. Yeah. He believes that he's shouldn't have to resign. Yeah. Everyone else involved has resigned. And for a couple months after this happened, Kevin DeLeon just didn't show up to any city council meetings. Because protesters, city council meetings, people can just go to. Like, they're yeah. kind of open to the public. And so protesters have been showing up even when Kevin DeLeon's not there. They show up and demand that he resign. And so he hadn't been at a meeting in a couple of months. And in early December, just last week, he finally shows up to a city council meeting. And it was chaos. It was pandemonium. And he showed up at a few since then, and they have all been pandemonium also. Like, they are just inundated with protesters who do not stop screaming until Kevin DeLeon leaves the room. Which, I understand that's the point of a protest, but, like, I don't know, man. I find that shit annoying. Yeah, I mean, it's going to suck for the rest of the city council, for sure. Because they can't just, like, fire Kevin DeLeon. Like, it's their hands are tied. Yeah, how have they not been like, get the fuck out of here, dude. We need to we need to actually run the city council. Like, the fact that he's like, no. I wouldn't be surprised if some have. I watched the local L.A. news all the time. And he showed up at another meeting recently that's separate from what we're about to talk about. The same thing happened. The protesters were going nuts. And the current... I think probably interim city council president. You see on the video, he at one point just goes and sits with Kevin DeLeon and is like, 
having a very serious conversation with him. And at the end of that conversation, Kevin DeLeon gets up and leaves. And here's the thing. Here's why this guy is such a fucking problem. When he gets up and leaves, he just went to a back room and voted on everything from there. And it's like, well, just do that. Just do that. Just show up, go directly to that back room. And like people are going to shame hole. Yeah. Yeah. People are going to fucking hoot and holler when they see your name pop up on the the roll call of voters. But at least it's not going to be the chaos that it is when you actually walk in that room. But I feel like he he wants some of this attention. Well, at this point in time, yeah, like he's turning heel. He's he's going Elon that like, oh, the brushback against uh, against me is happening. Well, I'm going to make it worse for everyone. Yeah. And so what happened? Let's backtrack to the first city council meeting he showed up at after this incident. It was chaos and he got, you know, ran out of there. But then a couple hours later, he goes to a charity toy drive. They're giving away toys for children and fucking chokes a protester on camera now this video was shared widely in a very specifically edited moment right at the moment where he attacks this protester yeah in which the person that showed it to me i went i want to see the whole beginning of that video and it was like but why he's a bad person i'm like just because somebody's a bad person doesn't mean they instigated violence or that violence was random that yeah. or that vi- that they went through there like that's not how this works people instigate these things all the time that's why there are federal protections about things like instigating fights how crazy Um, would it have been though if in the video the guy was just like hey kevin you should resign and he immediately just starts choking him chokes him out that's not what happened it's not even sort of but it was funny because the person that i said that to like i'm pretty sure this is the whole thing and i was like no there's definitely parts before that that this video would have had in there and it's like I don't know. They could have just taken their phone out to tape it right away. It's like, first off, when somebody does something like this, the phones are already out to pre-record because people want video to go viral of them getting assaulted. That's a very common thing. I'm not saying that anybody is right or wrong in this situation, but if you don't understand the attention-getting behaviors, no matter the reason for the attention-getting behaviors... Like the best thing that could have happened was that for, to this dude was getting attacked by Kevin DeLeon. That's exactly what he wanted. And you cannot pretend to me that that is not the case. Yeah, because if you watch the video, it's not just that they're shouting at Kevin DeLeon. He's trying to leave. People are surrounding him, you know, just saying you, you should resign, Kevin, blah, blah, blah. It's getting really intense. He tries to go through this set of double doors and they're like blocking him from leaving like even at that point i'm like just fucking at least let him leave but what happens is they all get through this set of doors and he gets backed against a wall and this protester who is a big dude yeah that dude's massive like stands in front of kevin de leon with his hands up screaming don't touch me kevin don't touch me kevin but he's got this guy pinned against the wall. And this is like, I get that Kevin DeLeon is probably a racist piece of shit and a pretend progressive, but he's also a person who's going to respond to that. Yeah. yeah. Who's the hero there? And yeah, there's, there's no hero in this story. Like I, I get that the person, the protester is on the right side of get this racist out of here. Yes. Um, but instigating somebody to violence and then being like, oh, can you believe it? Yeah. Like you don't get to clutch your pearls when you instigate violence and violence happens. Like that's the thing that to me I find incredibly offensive is the pearl clutching of the left yeah. when something like this happens. And it's like, this is what you wanted to happen. Why yeah. are you acting like this is like, yeah, you want like, see, this guy is unhinged. Get him out of here. Like that's the thing that you requested by doing this. I'm with you. Like, this is what they wanted. Like, they wanted Kevin DeLeon to fucking choke a motherfucker or at least push someone. Like, yeah, you're not this guy's six doing... foot four. Like, if I was in that position where I'm nearly, he's nearly a foot taller than this dude, right? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm exaggerating, but this guy's bigger than DeLeon, yeah. like, much bigger. And, like, when somebody's in your face and in a way cornering you, like, and you have been the target of a lot of, of a lot of um, protests there is that human need to defend yourself and remove yourself from a situation while also remembering kevin de leon is a huge piece of shit yeah yeah this is 
in a way, this is a lot of like, hey, these huge pieces of shit aren't fully wrong. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. Burnt toast, yeah. it turns out, is a racist. Yeah. Yeah. In this case, I don't know. Like, it just, it seems like that's what they wanted. When I first saw the video, even when they showed it on local LA news, they did not show the video that we're going to link to that shows yeah. all the buildup. They were just like, we heard maybe he got headbutted first. And it's like, you, even you don't have the you whole video. You're the, you are NBC News. Yeah. Should. But yeah, seeing this version of the video, Kevin DeLeon's a piece of shit who needs to resign, but I'm He's not, not fully wrong for the situation that was presented and, and happened. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that up in arms that he reacted to what was happening to him in this situation. Because you've seen this with like Ted Cruz, where someone like a group catches Ted Cruz in a restaurant and they're like, get the fuck out. And they like surround him and bother him enough until he gets up and leaves. That's a video that happened. But at no point did they pin Ted Cruz against a wall and yeah. make him make a choice as to whether he was just going to stay there or force his way out of that room. I think in a situation like that, you should have to stay at your seat, but you should be allowed to yell at the person from your seat that to get the fuck out, because that would be way cooler. Yeah, you have to have a reservation. You, you have, have to have a reservation. You sit down. Ted Cruz is anywhere in the restaurant. You can make sure you are heard by yelling, get the fuck out of here. I get the fuck. Fuck you. Go to Mexico. Also, can I get more water, please? Yeah, and some bread for the table. Yeah, yeah. I actually ordered the Caesar salad. This is the garden salad. So fuck you, Ted Cruz. Yeah, eat shit. Eat my shit. Yeah, the uh, medium rare, please. No, sorry, sorry. I just saw someone I know. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. So yeah, we'll link to the video. Decide for yourselves. We're in no way saying Kevin DeLeon should keep his job. Kevin DeLeon should obviously retire. He should quit the city council and just, just give up on LA politics, man. Move to South Dakota. <laughs> Exactly. Practice on that accent of South Dakota. <laughs> but it is one of those things where, like, stop pretending that the the guy that was, quote, choked is a victim. Yeah. He's not. Like, he's not a victim. This is a, this was a targeted attack uh, meant or a targeted statement or, or event that was made to make this happen. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think we did it. That's our episode. I have... To get to a theater in 10 minutes to watch Avatar 2 for Tom and Dave's podcast. So, uh, a Vader. Uh, not happy about that, but that's what we're doing. <laughs> and uh, do we have anything to plug before we get out here? All I got is adamtodbrown.substack.com. The paywall is coming. But thank you to everyone who's been reading for free so far. Everything, I have been. Everything is still for free. So go check it out. Even though I hate you. I uh, also hate I you. I don't know if you know this. I have cool friends. I have a show called Jeff Has Cool Friends, which you can get for free. But if you want early access to uncensored episodes with bonus content, head on over to patreon.com slash Jeff May, where you can get shows like that. Plus, Ugg Fine with Kim Crawl. Uh, you can get Nerd with Dre Alvarez. I got a one shot coming called Do You Hear What We Hear with Alex, uh, uh, not not Schmidt, Szymanowski. Uh a really great show coming, uh, a lot of cool stuff. So head on over to patreon.com slash Jeff May uh, and give me money. Uh, oh, you, you said that like Jimmy Walker in that commercial. I don't like oh, that. Oh, no. Yeah. Are you about to die? Money. Money. Ugh. Uh, if you want to give Adam more money, uh, head on over to You Don't Even Like Sports and listen to that and listen to us. Uh, we got a new season coming up uh, eventually, uh, so that'll be fun. Coming. Sports podcast about how Kevin DeLeon does not like sports that don't involve choking. And then uh, <laughs> you can also hear me on Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Network. Um, for now, what happy happy Honda days, everybody. Yeah, happy Honda right? days. We won't, um, we won't be doing a main episode until Krippus, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Because Krippus is uh, Sunday. Yeah. All right. Let's get out of here. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the Merry Christmas rookie card, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Jimmy at 10. Bristol Street, bring a blood object to Bristol Street, I'm <laughs>